I am a big fan of having no cash in the expense world. In fact, it's part of the reason why you should buy everything with credit cards. No, of course, not the stuff that should be invoiced, but the stuff that you're tempted to pay cash for. Now, I know a lot of folks agree with me on this, but sometimes for a different reason. They're hoping to build a rebate or a bigger rebate. Recharged Education's Lynn Lawson, who is joining me today, is probably cringing as she hears me talking about building a bigger rebate. Given the controversy around rebates, I thought we might hear from someone who knows a lot about cards. So I'm going to throw out some statements to, to, the, to them, and Lynn will tell us whether they're true or false, or she, we should be doing it, or we shouldn't be doing it. Make sure you stick around until the end when Lynn enlightens us on one P-card practice that you might not have uh, considered. Now, Lynn, before we get started, can you maybe give us a definition of rebates? Absolutely. Uh, they're also known uh, as revenue share, and it's a monetary reward that card issuers might offer to their end user clients, you know, the organizations that use the cards. Uh, that would be in conjunction with the end users, commercial card, P card, travel card, whatnot, card usage. So it's just one of the money benefits of having a commercial card program. Okay, Lynn, do or don't number one. When implementing a P-Card program, you should expect to earn a rebate. That would be a don't. And, you know, to clarify, some organizations are not offered any rebate or revenue um, sharing incentives at all. For example, if uh, the card program is too small um, based on the issuer's established criteria, uh, you know, even if uh, an organization is offered a rebate incentive, an organization might fail to earn one if they can't meet any minimums that might be set by the card issuer uh, as part of the contract. Um, you know, and, and these minimums, you know, they typically serve to recover the card issuer's costs associated with um, providing the customer uh, service aspects, you know, including technology related to a program. P-Card, do or don't number two. Expect each card issuer to base their proposed rebate on the same criteria. This is a don't. Uh, that's because every issuer is different. Every end user organization is different. So if you're an end user and you are doing a, an RFP, request for proposal, for a card issuer, you're likely to find that each bidding issuer will submit a completely different rebate proposal that might have different elements and different terms, and it might be presented in table form, bullet points, you know, what have you, it's just going to look different. And, you know, while rebate terms pretty much always include something tied to the total spend volume put on cards, um, it could also include speed of pay. That is how quickly does that organization pay its card issuer? It could have terms in there related to average spend per card, average transaction size. Uh, there could even be you know, separate or different terms um, as to whether a card transaction qualifies for large ticket interchange. Uh, and, and that's a whole other topic, but you, know, you, you can't expect them all to be um, easily displayed for a, a comparison of apples to apples. You really have to look at each individual um, proposal and, and go from there. P-Card do or don't number three. Choose whatever card issuer offers the best rebate terms. Well, I'm going to say don't, but you can hear other people <laughs> or maybe listeners saying, yes, you should. Um, I am saying don't. And, you know, personally, you know, I'm saying too often an organization company, you know, focuses on earning a rebate 
as the number one thing that um, you know is, is about cards. Uh, but I always say it's it's kind of like overtime pay. You know, it may or may not happen. It's more like icing on the cake. Uh, you know, when selecting a card issuer, certainly, you know, rebate, uh, the rebate proposal is one element, but an organization also needs to consider, you know, customer service, the technology, uh, reporting, uh, the different card products, card solutions. You know, there's just more to it than a, than a rebate um, amount. And, and, you know, it could be that even if the rebate amount or the potential is high, rebate potential is high, uh, an end user organization might not even make it into that high, you know, territory mm -hmm. that um, they're, they're so excited about because maybe they don't even know how to grow a program. And so if the issuer is lacking in customer service, but high in rebate, you may not um, reach that rebate because you don't have a partner to help you grow your program. Okay. Okay. P card do or don't number four, expect to earn the same percentage on all your card transactions. Well, this is another don't. Um, if you are- no, a, you're no fun. A, well, <laughs> come on, we might be having some fun yet later. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if you're an end user organization and you're expecting a rebate proposal from, from a bidding issuer to just say straight across the board, you know, 100 basis points, which basis points would, in this case, 100 equals 1%. But if you're expecting 50 basis, whatever, if you're expecting one straight number for everything, um, that likely won't happen. Um, don't expect it. Uh, while it certainly could happen, you know, it depends on the issuer and again, your organization as a potential client, but it can um, vary based on factors like transaction size, uh, the data that might accompany the transaction um, and so on. Just a lot of different factors go into it. And, you know, rebate incentives for end user organizations um, you know, relate to part of the fees, the interchange fee that suppliers pay when they accept cards for payments uh, or for payments. So typically the transactions that would qualify for a lower interchange rate um, as defined by the card networks, um, that might mean that the end user would also earn less or even no rebate on those transactions. So again, it's very, very variable. Uh, talk about redundancy, but you know, looking at just all these different components, you can't just expect that you're going to get a straight across the board, um, you know, rebate reward. But it's possible. Um, okay. But again, you'll have to, you know, really look at it and, and, you know, see what's involved with that calculation. Okay. P card do or don't number five. If your card program is global, expect the rebate terms to be the same as your U.S. card program. Well, you can here, probably here answer it this. <laughs> you can probably answer this yourself. Don't expect a global program to have the same rebate um, terms that you're getting uh, perhaps with your with your U.S. program, and. You know, I can say right off the bat that rebate incentives in the United States tend to be the highest, although everything I'm saying, you know, you can't quote me as set in stone at, you know, so many variables. Somebody will find one bank in another country who's... Right, they'll, they'll say you're wrong. Yeah. Um, but, you know, rebates are, are part, or they're, you know, they help, uh, they're supported by the fees that a supplier pays for card acceptance, um, interchange fees. And so in other countries, especially ones that might uh, regulate credit card interchange, mm -hmm. you know, when that is lower then um, you know, the rebate incentives might be lower, you know, to kind of align with that interchange that is help funding those rebates. So that's why you can't expect every country 
um, you know, if your program is global, to to have the same uh, rebate terms associated with it. Key card, do or don't number six. Okay. Move suppliers from ACH to cards in order to increase your rebate. And do you want to take a guess as to what I'm going to say, Mary? Well, <laughs> I, I can tell you this much that if you if you thought this was a good idea, uh, your suppliers would probably be livid with you. Well, my answer is don't. Um, don't move your ACH suppliers to a card, you know, a solution in order to, to increase your rebate. Now, I could have said do, um, but let me explain. Um, when I said don't, don't do this, I'm thinking of a couple things. So first, you know, I would focus on moving um, your, your suppliers who are getting checks today move those suppliers to cards mm-hmm. or ACH for that matter, because this leads to my second point. Mm. It's most important to think about what makes um, business sense. Right. You know, uh, moving from ACH to card might make sense in some mm-hmm. situations um, when it, you know, for example, improves the overall purchase to pay or P2P process, um, both for you and your supplier. But don't start moving suppliers away from ACH and over to cards simply because you, the, the buying or end user organization, wants to increase its rebate. You know, so the message here is you need to look at the big picture, that whole P2P process, consider the supplier and their needs, um, look mm-hmm. at, at risk and, and things like that. But do focus on moving um, suppliers from checks to cards right. first but don't automatically say, let's take them away from ACH. And, and as you noted, you know, some suppliers will not be too happy, but it depends on if you start paying them very quickly, more quickly than uh, ACH, right. then they might be more willing. But right. this, this, this was a complex question or a statement, Mary. Yep. It's like, well, do, don't, but it, it all has caveats. Well, I try and tell people, if you're looking to move payments off of paper checks, which I hope everybody is, don't move them to ACH if your ultimate goal is to get them on a card because it's just going to aggravate the, the supplier. Well, right, right. Most of them anyway, not, yes. not all of them. Some okay. organizations make it, you know, an automatic thing. They get a new supplier, they put them on ACH, but mm-hmm. you're right. Exactly what you said. Just don't do that until you think through what will be best. Right. Think, the, think through the long term. Okay. Right. Yeah. P card, do or don't number seven, monitor your cards, programs, rebate progress and status. Do. So we have a do here. Uh, <laughs> You know, and, and I say this because many organizations don't pay attention to the rebate terms mm. once they sign a contract with a card issuer. You know, and this is really unfortunate. And, and I've done little informal polling when I've been presenting right. on this topic to different audiences. I'll say, who does this? And, you know, a lot of them don't. Um, a lot of them don't, don't, don't pay attention. You know, so I do encourage um, every organization to understand, you know, what's involved with earning mm-hmm. a rebate and to track the progress. Uh, you know, based on that contracted criteria. Mm-hmm. And then when you receive a rebate payment, however often that is, whether it's annually, quarterly, whatever it is, you know, you can verify whether it's accurate. Now, I know that's easier um, said than done because there's a lot of complexities, mm-hmm. but you should be able to estimate it uh, and, and verify how accurate it is. But you do want to look at those different um, pieces, the different elements that go into the rebate calculation and decide what could we be doing differently if we're trying to increase our rebate. Is it you know, adding more spend, which mm-hmm. is always a, a good way right. if your terms include the speed of pay, maybe just by um, you know speeding up the, the payments mm-hmm. to the issuer by a few days can help you increase it. But look at those things and make adjustments and you know track it. Okay. Key card, no, uh, do or don't number eight, 
report rebate metrics to your management. This is a do. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, remember that rebates are really icing on the cake. Um, you know, if you were to sit down dollar for dollar and compare rebates to um, like say the process savings that you're achieving um, you know, by switching from a traditional procure to pay process that has a check payment and you move it over to a streamlined uh, P card process, you know, industry studies have shown um, that the savings per transaction uh, can be, you know, anywhere like $60, $70. Um, again, I've informally, you know, asked um, audiences and, and some say, well, ours is only 50, but still. So if you think about it, if you have a $500 uh, P card transaction, and let's just say your, um, you know, your rebate is, I don't know, 1%, um, but yet you're getting a savings of, you know, $50 or more, uh, you know, by making that switch from one process to another, you know, this is where, um, you know, when you're reporting metrics to management, while you do want to share rebates, um, also include the process savings you're right. achieving or, you know, all the other benefits, you know, the, the invoices that are eliminated from AP and what has AP accounts payable been able to do as a result. There many metrics should be reported to management. So not just rebates, but right. do include rebates. Okay. P-card do or don't number nine. When a rebate is received, divvy up among the card using departments in your organization. And I'm really curious to see what you have to say about this. Uh, you know, instead of answering it straight, well, I'll answer it straight out and then I'll explain. <laughs> I say don't, uh, but mm -hmm. you certainly can. So that's, that's where the, the caveat lies. You know, and some organizations do this um, in order to continuously keep their internal business departments, you know, excited and willing to use you know, P cards, right. you know, because it'll get something back. But to me, this is a tedious exercise. Uh, you know, most organizations will book uh, the rebate at a high level for the mm -hmm. benefit of the overall overall organization, or maybe they will um, allocate it to the department that manages the card program. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on an organization's you know, accounting rules and their preferences. Uh, you know, so again, I'm just offering things to consider. I mean, you know, ultimately each organization can do what it wants, but mm -hmm. um, you know, think about really where is it ultimately benefiting the okay. overall organization? Okay, that's that's kind of, that's interesting. Um, got me a, something to think about there. Um, rebates uh, aren't the only issue that creates some controversy around cards. There's been a slowly increasing number of suppliers who are charging a surcharge when someone pays with a card. Lynn recently joined us to discuss this highly divisive topic. You can watch it right now using the link that will appear momentarily on your YouTube screen and is in the show notes below. As always, we appreciate your thumbs up as they help us grow.